Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank God for the resurrection power. Amen this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What an awesome day it is. God is so good. Amen. Words cannot express enough thanks. Amen to the team of puppeteers this morning for the beautiful show you put on. Amen. It's good to have everybody in the house of the Lord. Amen. I know you want to get home and get to your, your ham and all that good stuff you got planned to eat today. Amen. So, but we want to get right to the Word of God this morning. Mark chapter 16, if you have your Bibles this morning. <clears throat> Mark chapter 16. Again, to all our guests, we're so glad you're here with us this morning. Amen. Mark chapter 16. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were frightened. And he said unto them, Be not affrighted. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they have laid him. But go your way, tell the disciples and Peter that he goes before you into Galilee. There shall you see him, as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, and they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Now when Jesus was risen early in the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. And she went and told them that had been with him as they mourned and wept. And they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that, he appeared in another form unto two of them on the walk as they went to the country. And they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterwards, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and unbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them, which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. 
So then, after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere the work, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Amen. You know, we, we talk about the resurrection and, you know, I was reading this the other day and I began to look at it and I... I began to try to figure out, you know, if I was down south, how would that have appeared if the angels would have been from the from the south when when Mary and, and, and Magdalene and Mary and Salome and them came, you know, and the angel was there and I, I could hear the angel says, Hey home girl. Dude ain't here anymore, man. He's gone. <laughs> I was looking at that and you know, sometimes the scriptures you can have some fun where you begin to look at some of the things here. But today I want to talk to you just a while from this thought, amen. The first day. The first day. Amen. The first day. Praise God. Pray with me one more time. Lord, I thank you again this morning for your goodness and your grace and your mercy, O oh God, and all you do for us. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, O oh God, right now, Jesus. We're asking you, God, to let none of us leave the way that we walk through these doors today, God, but we will leave changed. We will leave refreshed and renewed in the power of the Holy Ghost, O God. We're asking you, Lord God, to let your understanding and spirit and wisdom be upon each and every one of us, God. And I will give you glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated this morning. Amen. The first day. Amen. Someone said that in order to understand the resurrection, you have to go by the grave. Amen. So I have to go by the grave. I must repent of my sins. I must be buried in water in baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins. And I must arise and walk in newness of life. It is confusing to a lot of people, and a lot of people have tried to understand and they've tried to figure out this thing called the resurrection. I yet for 65 years have been able to figure out, amen, how the resurrection got associated with bunny rabbits and died Easter eggs. I have yet to figure that out and as a result we see that so many people are confused about those days that should be glorifying and edifying God and we see that the world has begun to Put them all into a venue for money-making process. But those of us who are born again of the water and the spirit, and those of us who calls ourselves Christians, must not be drawn into the practice of the world. But we must understand that the resurrection is all about hope. Amen. It is a hope that God has given, amen, that you and I can live and not die. Praise God. John, speaking to the church in the book of Revelation, says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Amen. And he says, and I heard a voice behind me as it was a mighty trumpet. And he says, and I turned and I looked and I saw seven golden candlesticks. And he says, in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, there was one standing as like the Son of Man. And he says, and he had on a robe, and his robe reached from the top of his shoulders down to the top of his feet. Uh, and he says, as he looked, he 
had a girdle girdle around him uh, of the paps, and that girdle was was gold. And he says, and and I looked at his head, and on his head, and uh, his hair was like white as wool and as white as snow can be, and his eyes was as a flame of fire. Amen. And he says, and I looked at him, and his feet was as they was brass, and as they had been in a furnace, he, he began to say. And he says, and also I looked at him, and I saw that he had in his hand seven stars, and out of his mouth goes a two-edged sword, and he also, his countenance is as the shining of the sun. And John says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as one that was dead. And he reached out with his right hand and he touched me and says, fear not. I am the first. I am the last. And I have the keys of death and hell. Amen. But notice it was on the first day. Amen. Some began to confuse this resurrection power. And notice what John began to see. He was instructed by God to send these, this letter and this vision to the seven churches. It was to go to Ephesus. It was to go to Smyrna. It was to go to Pergamos. It was to go to Sardis. It was to go to Philadelphia and to Tartara to begin to tell them in Laodicea the things that they had seen. Some people say, I don't believe in the resurrection. Well, Paul says, if you don't believe in the resurrection, your your life is in vain. And I'm standing here preaching to you in vain. Amen. And everybody that's dead is in vain because if we don't believe that Jesus died and rose again, then there's no hope for you or I. Amen. We might as well go on and live like the devil because our eternity is in hell if we don't believe in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Paul said to the church in 1 Corinthians 15 that I make known to you how that Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day. Amen. It was that first day that they came to the sepulchre after the resurrection. And as they stopped there, they saw that the stone was rolled away. From the creation, God began to bring into this vision of what would happen this day. The book says in Genesis chapter 1, amen, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the earth. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God called the light good. And he divided the light from the darkness. And the evening and the morning was the first day. From creation, God had developed a plan to divide light from darkness. This is why the Bible calls you the children of God, the children of the day and not the children of the night. Paul to the 
the world, amen, to pull people out of the world. Jesus said to Nicodemus, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved, amen. I want you to understand that God has a purpose uh, for you and I, amen. So it was in the beginning, that first day, that God desired for you and I to be born again. A desire for you and I to walk in the light and not into darkness. Amen. Jesus told Martha at the resurrection of Lazarus when she says, Amen, if you had been here, my brother had not died. Jesus says, your brother will rise again. She says, I know he will rise again in the resurrection in the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and I am the power. In other words, Jesus was sent to her is the whole power to restore life, the whole power to impart life, and the old power to maintain life rests in me. Amen. And this is what John says in John 1. In him was life, and life was the light of man. Amen. And Paul says, amen, if we have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. What was it about this first day compared to all the other days? It was designed, as I said earlier, to bring us into newness of life. Amen. Jesus had already ordained the plan. Amen from how it would flow and how it would become into fruition into our lives. Amen. He began to say that all the law was about him. And as a result, when we began to look at the Old Testament, we can begin to see how it flows freely to the things of Jesus Christ. In Exodus chapter 10, the Lord told Moses, he says, I want you to stretch out your hand toward heaven that they be a, a darkness, uh, amen, that can be felt upon the whole earth. Uh, and Moses stretched out his hand, and it was darkness upon the earth for three days, amen. When Jesus was crucified on the cross, he, there was darkness from 12 to 3 o'clock uh, upon the whole parts of the earth, amen. God was getting ready to usher in something new. He had already told Moses, uh, and Aaron, that this will be the beginning of months. This was going to be a new day. This was going to be a new change in, in the lives of the children of Israel. They had been in captivity. They had been enslaved. But now God was getting ready to bring them out. No different than the world today. This is what the resurrection is all about and why the resurrection is so essential. So many are bound today. So many are captive today. Today, but I come to tell you today that God desired to set you free. He have heard your cry. He understands where you are, and He desired to free you from the things that have you captivated to this world. In Exodus chapter 12, amen, God began to tell Moses, I want you to take a lamb, and I want you to take his blood, and I want you to put it on the doorpost. For when I see the blood, I will pass. I will pass over you. It was an initiation, amen, of a holy convocation. God had told them that I will have a holy convocation. In other words, God says, I'm going to have a calling out, amen. I'm going to 
reach in and I'm going to pull out. And I come to tell you this morning that God has come to pull you out of whatever situation you might find yourself in this morning. It was darkness under the earth, but God was saying, I am the light of the world. When you look at the scriptures, even though there was darkness over all Egypt, Israel had light. Even though the world today that you and I are in is dark all around us, I've come to tell you this morning that as the children of God, you should be able to see the light because you are the children of the day. You are not the children of the night. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord told Ezekiel, he took you, Ezekiel says, and he brought me into a valley of dry bones. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I say, Thou knowest, Lord. And he says, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Hear ye the word of the Lord. And so the Lord says to him, Prophesy to the bones and say, O bones, I will bring you together and I will put send you upon you and I will put flesh upon you and I will call skin to come upon you and so I prophesied as I was commanded by God Ezekiel said and the bones came together bone to bone this is why Genesis 3 2 says and 23 when Adam was in Eve became together he says you are now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and they shall become one flesh, bone to the bone. Amen. Paul told the church of Galatia, he says, For as many of you have been baptized into Jesus Christ, you have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ. And if you're Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and your heirs according to the promise. When you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you become one with him, bone to bone and flesh to flesh. Amen. And so Ezekiel says, I prophesied as I was commanded and the bones came together and sinew came upon them and flesh came upon them. Amen. And skin came upon them. He says, but they had no life. They had no life, and the Lord said to him, Son of man, prophesy to the wind. Prophesy to the four winds that they blow. You see, the wind represents the spirit. This is why Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3, he said, The wind blow where it listeth. You hear the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it's coming and where it's going. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. He says, Prophesy to the four winds, amen, that it blow, amen. And as Peter said on the day of Pentecost, and as Luke began to write, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place and 
suddenly there came from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and it set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance and the bones came together and they stood up as a mighty army amen because now they had life in them but they were still dry and the Lord said to Ezekiel this is the whole house of Israel he says tell them I will open their grave and I will put my spirit in them and bring them into the land notice God says I will open your grave amen and I will bring you out some of you today I've come to tell you that God wants to open your grave he wants to bring you out today he wants to deliver you from fear some of you are in the grave of fear you go to bed in fear you wake up in fear you walk around in fear you don't know what to do in your life because there's so much fear you're in this grave of torment because the enemy of your soul have you in a fearful state but I've come to tell you today that God wants to open your grave he wants to bring you out amen he wants to bring you out of the things that have you bound and the things that have you captivated that's not what God came for not to bind you he comes to free you he comes to set you free that you may live and not die Jesus said I am come that you might have life and that more abundantly you don't have to fear Paul says what men can do unto you it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes he says prophesy son of man I'm going to open their grave. And so I did, as the Lord had commanded me. Paul told the church of Ephesus, And you, who was dead in your trespasses and sins, have been quickened together with him. By grace are you saved. It's not a works, lest any man shall boast, but it is the power of God. Hallelujah. It was all on the
we are healed. All we like sheep has gone astray, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquities of his all. Amen. He was afflicted, and he was oppressed, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is dumb before her shears, so he opened not his mouth. Amen. In his humiliation and judgment, amen, he is taken away, and who shall declare his generation? And for the transgressions of my people was he stricken. Amen. I want you to understand that Jesus Christ died, he was buried, and he rose again just for you. Just for you. If nobody else is to sue, just for you. That first day makes it all the difference. If he'd have stayed in the grave, we'd all been no lost. Everybody would have been lost. But because he rose, you shall rise also. Praise God. Thank God for the resurrection. Hallelujah. They looked inside and the angel says, Sorry, guys. He's not here. He's risen. He's gone. <laughs> you, don't you remember? He told you. Amen. But they didn't believe. Paul says, what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God with none effect? He says, God forbid. You need to let God be truth and let every man be a liar that you might be justified. Amen. I want you to understand, amen, that this resurrection power is all about you and I having hope. Amen. That's what it's all about. We, we're going to a better place. We're going to live in a better place. We're going to reign with Him. And He did it just for you and I. Amen. This is why Jesus says God didn't send His Son in the world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might be saved. Amen. Amen. And for God so loved the world that He he gave his only begotten son that who shall believe it in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God wants you and I to live, not die. Amen. He wants to open your grave so you can come out. That's what the resurrection is all about. Amen. It's to be a part of the resurrection. John writing in Revelation 20 verse 4 through 6. Amen. John says, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded, amen, for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which was had been worshipped, amen, the beast, neither his image, neither the receiver's mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years was finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that have part in the first resurrection. On such the second death has no power. 
but they shall be priests of God in Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. When you have part in that first resurrection, amen, you don't have to worry about the second death. You don't have to worry about dying. You don't have to fear about dying. As a matter of fact, when you've been partaker of the first resurrection, you should be ready to get out of here at any moment. You should be ready to go. Paul says, brethren, I count myself not to apprehend, but this one thing I do, I forget those things are behind. I reach forth to those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He says, oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. He said, the Lord himself shall descend with heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first and those of us that will remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord wherefore comfort one another with these words we need to have the attitude of Enoch Enoch walked with God for 300 years and the Bible says he was not because God translated him but before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God I want you to understand there's a resurrection power that can lift you up right now it can pull you out it is called the Holy Ghost amen it is the power of God in your life to pull you out of darkness into his marvelous light if you are a partaker of the first resurrection you don't have to worry about the second death because we will reign with him for a thousand years. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up as a tender plant and as a root out of the dry ground. Praise God. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, he has no beauty that we should desire. All we like sheep is gone astray. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquities of us all. And he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. And the chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are. I want you to know today, amen, that it's all about the first day. This can be the first day for the rest of your life. All you got to do is just take a step away from you and says, I'm not staying in darkness anymore. I'm running to the light. I'm going to the light, amen, because that's what it's all about. And when the angels came, they said, who's going to roll away the stone? And they got there, and it's all gone. Because God has said, Behold, I set for you an open door, and no man can shut it. Amen. You don't have to go to anybody to confess your sins. You can just come right on through the door. You can walk straight through the door to Jesus Christ and make your petitions known. Amen. And he's 
whosoever confesses sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen. This could be the first day of the rest of your life. Because all you got to do is want it and let him bring you out the grave. When Jesus stepped on the shores of the Gadarene, this guy had thousands and thousands of demons in him. But as soon as Jesus put his feet on the shore, it made a difference. I want to open these altars to you this morning. Amen. If you want to come and pray, seek God, I'll pray with you. Amen. Got some ministers that'll pray with you here. Amen. Don't just let the resurrection today be about Easter bunnies and Easter eggs eating a piece of ham. That's not what it's all about. It's about hope. An eternal hope. Amen. That's what it's all about. The resurrection is all about that hope that God gives us. He wants us to live. He died. That's what Calvary says. I love you. I love you. And so when Jesus went to Calvary, that's what it was all about. He says, I want to give everybody a chance. He told Nicodemus, he says, Nicodemus, he says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And that's every time you see the cross of Calvary, that's what it's all about, is how much God loves you and I. That he was willing to give his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what the resurrection is all about. Say, well, I want to open these altars. Amen. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to be a part of us. We'd love to have you this morning. If you want to start afresh, and you want to start anew, that's what the resurrection is all about. Starting afresh and starting anew. Amen. These altars are open as they sing and as they play this morning. Amen. I invite you this morning, if you want to come this morning, amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes.